Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At 17 away from 8 on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, 0800 150 811. Text us anytime, double eight double three. the temper bedpost text machine. I've got plenty of texts coming through. It is roll call day every Friday. We want to hear from you, where you're listening, how you're listening, and what you're up to while you're listening. And we've also got plenty of tips coming through as well for our multi that we're going to put on a little bit later. We'll get to those shortly. Right now, though, we're going to cross to the UK, and Adam Summerton, football commentator, joins us to talk the Champions League draw at was done this morning New Zealand time as Izzy freshens himself up for the chat. Uh, morning, Adam. How are you? Good morning. Oh, I'm very good after that draw. There's uh, a lot of um, stories and subplots and great matchups there, mate. Some fantastic, um, some fantastic matchups. And I, I think we really should start with Group F. Um, Newcastle United back in the Champions League for the first time in about 20 years' time. But man, what a what a group for them to draw. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's one of the strongest Champions League groups I think I've ever seen, to be honest. And, you know, calling a winner from it feels almost impossible right now. But welcome back to the Champions League for Newcastle. You know, what a you know return that is to be in that group. Um, there's some really good sides in there. And I have to say, look, people will look at PSG and think, well, you know, we've seen some superstars leave there. There's a big rejig going on. There's been a summer of problems with Mbappe, but I actually take them as seriously as I have done for quite some time in this competition because I think we'll see them look more of a team now than they have done in previous years, more of a unit. Um, and I, I think they could pose problems this season. Milan have had a good start in Serie A. They seem to have recruited really wisely. They've reinvested the Tonali catch. And of course, that's another one of those subplots I was alluding to there. Tonali up against Milan straight away. I mean, you couldn't... Who who scripted it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Oh, that, that's interesting what you said about PSG too, because no Neymar, no Messi, uh, but all of a sudden you've got 10 players all track back rather than eight. Exactly that. And I, and I think that's been a big problem for PSG over the years is that they've been a collection of individuals rather than a team. Um, and that has been so evident in the Champions League for me, particularly when they've come up against the top sides. There just wasn't um, enough cohesiveness for me for them to go on and win the competition. I know they went close a few years ago. Um, I think it was the COVID final, wasn't it, where they, they lost to, to Bayern. Um, but yeah, I, I just think when you, you look at what they're trying to do there... Um, and, of course, Mbappe, the goals of Mbappe are still there. I think they'll just be a better balance to them. And, for example, someone they signed over the summer, they'll perform a really important role for them in that team and, and make them more of a team. As Ugarte, who they got in from 
Sporting in, in the Primera Liga in Portugal. He looks to me like he could be a really shrewd acquisition. There's others that I could mention as well. Vitinha's there, Fabian Ruiz is there. They've got Gini Vinaldo who's still around. And of course, they, they've brought in a centre-forward who's more than capable of scoring goals on the big stage in Gonzalo Ramos, along with Mbappe. And I think there's every possibility that Luis Enrique could, could mould a really good team there. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how that group plays out, Adam. Uh, on the flip side... Manchester City, they've got to buy through to the next round, have they? That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I said that when I saw the draw. I think that's one of the easiest. I mean, I know it won't please you with your allegiances being on the red half of Manchester. <laughs> but yeah, I tend to agree with you that that is, I mean, for the the, the holders, that is a, looks very simple progress, doesn't it, to the knockout rounds. And Of course, they played Leipzig last season. I went out to Germany and covered the game in Germany. That was one of their poorer performances, actually, in the Champions League last season, away against Leipzig in Germany. That ended in a draw that night, but they absolutely battered them at the Etihad, and I, I just can't see the likes of uh, Red Star Belgrade and Young Boys causing Manchester City too many problems. Now, you mentioned uh, storylines with Tonali going back to AC Milan uh, you know, at, at, the, at the first opportunity with, with Newcastle, and I know, I don't want to get all tin, tinfoil hat conspiracy on it, but that there are so many storylines out of this draw. It make, does make you wonder whether or not it is engineered because Harry Kane goes to Bayern Munich and, of course, Bayern get an English team in the draw. It's uh, Bayern Munich and Manchester United together in, uh, in one of the groups. Yeah, it's great that he's going to be coming back so soon, isn't it? And against Manchester United, who I have to say, over the years when he was continually linked with a move away from Tottenham, I did think for a long time the club he would ultimately end up at was Manchester United. And I, and I, and I still think that he suits them down to the ground in, in many ways. And I think probably the reason, there's probably two fundamental reasons why he's not gone there. One being that Daniel Levy probably wouldn't have wanted to sell to an English club. And the other, that I, I just don't think Manchester United are in a financial position right now to make that deal happen. So he's gone to Germany. He's had a fantastic start. I've seen the videos and the pictures of him over there in in Lederhosen's and drinking beer and all sorts. He looks absolutely happy as Larry out there already. I've no doubt he'll finally win silverware. And it's a, it's a mouth-watering prospect, him coming back to, to England so soon after. I, I, I like the look of that group. I, I don't think it will be... I think Bayern will, will probably win it for me. I, I actually think they're one of the sides that have got a great chance of winning the whole thing. Um, but just watch out for Galatasaray. I know they squeaked through in the end the other night against Mulder. Mulder played some lovely football, I thought, in Istanbul. But they've, they've got a decent squad. They've invested quite a lot of money. It's a, there's a lot of experience in the squad as well. And in Mauro Icardi, they've got, for me, one of the most efficient finishes there is around, even though he's not made the most of his talents. He's not made the most of his career. Uh, he's someone who I still think can do it in the Champions League and is, a, as I say, a very efficient centre-forward. There's other names I could mention there as well. Angelino is there too. Um, and of course, Will Zaha, the former Palace player, is part of that Galatasaray squad. So the atmosphere in Istanbul as well is Manchester United know well from the you know years ago the welcome to hell banners when they were at a different stadium. You might remember. So there's a bit of history there with Manchester United too, which makes that quite intriguing. Yeah, and Rasmus Hoyland when he's finally fit and and playing. Hopefully, it's by the by this time. And uh, United have also got FC Copenhagen in that group, uh, and both his brothers play there. So that's another storyline. <laughs> 
exactly that. You know, there's so many subplots. There always is, really, with these Champions League draws. But I hope that they can get him fit as soon as possible. I saw him a, a fair bit of him last season playing for Atalanta in Serie A. And whilst he didn't get massive numbers in terms of goals, you could see that there was a real talent there, uh, one that's very capable of kicking on at a, you know, around better players in could argue a higher standard of football certainly more I think it will maybe suit his style even more than the slightly more tactical Serie A the you know the more energetic athleticism that you you find in the Premier League I think will suit him but it is a worry for me that you know he's arrived effectively injured at United and they seem a little unsure at the moment as just when he is going to be fit seems a quite a troublesome awkward injury that that he's got to, to get him right again so that that will be a concern for me. Adam, appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Just going to take uh, across to the states here, and just you know, the biggest, uh, the biggest name playing football over there, and what he's been able to do for Inter Miami. Um, have you enjoyed that success for David Beckham? Probably the most uh, greatest business deal he's ever created. Like Inter Miami, I've seen <laughs> their ticket sales have gone through the roof. Subscriptions, two hundred and fifty million, because of the Messi uh, Messi effect. It's been an unbelievable signing, hasn't it? And the amount of attention that not just mm. into Miami are getting as a result of that, but just US soccer in general and MLS. It's from a branding perspective, it's been already an unmitigated success. Um, Beckham is, is taking a lot of the credit for that. And the names that they've pulled in there is, is already, you know, Busquets is there, uh, Jordi Alba's there, isn't he? So, you know, they, they've and I think it will just help raise the entire program. I was speaking to somebody the other day um, who works for The Athletic, who's just been appointed as their sort of um, correspondent for US footballers in Europe covering those. So you know, The Athletic being a US-based publication, I think that is just a little example of the, of the, the growth still over there of, of soccer, as, as they call it. Um, you know the fact that they're wanting a, a correspondent covering just the European the players who are playing in Europe. So it's growing more and more. The you know the crowds over there are getting bigger and bigger. The marketing, the merchandising is getting bigger and bigger. And and, and Messi is doing what it says on the tin, really, isn't he? You know he's having the effect that they wanted both at Inter Miami and for MLS in general. Can, can uh, there's a little bit of worrying, a bit of concern here because Messi's not going to be around forever. Even though we'd love for him to be around forever, could this fizzle out? Could they keep? Can they keep up the momentum that this has created? Well, he's showing no signs of, of slowing down, is he? I mean, he's 36, and clearly, you know, at that at that standard of football, I don't, I don't think anyone's pretending that the MLS is anywhere near the level of La Liga or the Premier League. Um, he, he's not playing anything like the level of Champions League football. He, let's be honest, he's having an absolute field day, isn't he? I mean, he's just ripping it up every time he plays. I mean, the, these players, a lot of these players can't get anywhere near him. So, yeah, we have to understand that he, he's playing in a standard that he's way, way, way too good for. But I, I, I don't see... I mean, as long as he wants to be there and he's enjoying it and it's working for him and he likes living there, um, I, I don't see any reason why, you know, he looks like he's got years left in him playing at that level anyway. And, and I'm sure that he'll want to carry on playing for Argentina as well. And, and they, they won't be bothered that it's, he's playing at a lesser standard, I don't think, because, you know, he's more than capable of stepping it up again and to, to play for Argentina. So it just seems at the moment to be working absolutely perfectly for everybody concerns. It, it just seems to be one of those perfect storms, all things considered, as a transfer. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's happy with it. It works, for, as I've said, not just for the club, not just for Beckham, but for the league. 
Uh, and I think the players around him, the the, Amer- the American yeah. players around him, are, are really enjoying it as well. So it's. Uh, you know, and, and the fact that he's not gone to Saudi, which he could have done, and I, I'm sure he could have earned probably a lot more money in Saudi, um, but he seems he seems to have made a, a move that, that that has been very beneficial to him as well for his brand. Yeah, that's exactly how it looks. Adam, I appreciate your time, mate. We'll let you go. Thank you. Go well uh, and enjoy your football this weekend. Have a Cheers, good call. Adam. Thank you, fellas. Have a good weekend. Cheers. Uh, it is six away from eight here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast.